0: Two lovely little stories Nice and simple Something good for uh, For a good bedtime lesson But here's two stories From the Brothers Grimm Please enjoy The Twelve Dancing Princesses There was a king Who had twelve beautiful daughters. They slept in twelve beds, all in one room, and when they went to bed, the doors were shut and locked up. But every morning their shoes were found to be quite worn through as if they had been danced in all night, and yet nobody could find out how it happened, or where they had been. Then the king made it known to all the land that if any person could discover the secret and find out where it was that the princesses danced in the night, he should have the ones he liked best for his wife and should be the king after his death. But whoever tried and did not succeed after three days and nights should be put to death. The king's son soon came. He was well entertained, and in the evening was taken to the chamber next to the one where the princesses lay in their twelve beds. There he was to sit and watch where they went to dance, and in order that nothing might pass without his hearing it, the door of his chamber was left open. But the king's son soon fell asleep. And when he awoke in the morning, he found that the princesses had all been dancing, for the soles of their shoes were full of holes. The same thing happened the second and third night, so the king ordered his head to be cut off. After him came several others, but they all had the same luck and all lost their lives in the same manner. Now it chanced that an old soldier who had been wounded in battle and could fight no longer passed through the country where this king reigned, and as he was travelling through a wood he met an old woman who asked him where he was going. hardly know where I am going or what I had better do, said the soldier, but I think I should like very well to find out where it is that the princesses dance, and then in time I might be a king. Well, said the old dame, that is no very hard task. Only take care not to drink any of the wine which one of the princesses will bring to you in the evening, and as soon as she leaves you pretend to be fast asleep. Then she gave him a cloak and said, As soon as you put on that, you will become invisible, and you will then be able to follow the princesses wherever they go. When the soldier heard all this, good counsel, he determined to try his luck. So he went to the king and said he was willing to undertake the task. He was as well received as the others had been, and the king ordered fine royal robes to be given to him. And when the evening came, he was led to the outer chamber, just as he was going to lie down. The eldest of the princesses brought him a cup of wine, but the soldier threw it all away very secretly, taking care not to drink a drop. Then he laid himself down on his bed, "'and in a little while began to snore very loud as if he was fast asleep. "'When the twelve princesses heard this, they laughed heartily, "'and the eldest said, "'This fellow, too, might have done a wiser thing than to lose his life in this way.' "'Then they rose up and opened their drawers and boxes,' "'and took out all their fine clothes "'and dressed themselves at the glass "'and skipped about as if they were eager to begin dancing. "'But the youngest said, "'I don't know how it is. "'While you are so happy, I feel very uneasy. "'I am sure some mischance will befall us.' "'You, simpleton,' said the eldest, "'you are always afraid.' Have you forgotten how many king's sons have already watched in vain? And as for this soldier, even if I had not given him his sleeping-draught, he would have slept soundly enough. When they were all ready, they went and looked at the soldier, but he snored on and did not stir hand or foot, so they thought they were quite safe. And the eldest went up to her own bed and clapped her hands. And the bed sank into the floor and a trapdoor flew open. The soldier saw them going down through the trap door, one after another, the eldest leading the way, and thinking he had no time to lose, he jumped up, put on the cloak which the old woman had given him, and followed them. But in the middle of the stairs, he trod on the gown of the youngest princess, and she cried out to her sisters, All is not right. Someone took hold of my gown. You silly creature, said the eldest. It is nothing but a nail in the wall. Then down they all went, and at the bottom they found themselves in a most delightful grove of trees and the leaves were all of silver, and glittered and sparkled beautifully. The soldier wished to take away some token of the place, so he broke off a little branch, and there came a loud noise from the tree. Then the youngest daughter said again, I'm sure all is not right. Did you not hear that noise? That never happened before. But the eldest said, It is only our princes who are shouting for joy at our approach. Then they came to another grove of trees, where all the leaves were of gold, and afterwards to a third, where the leaves were all glittering diamonds, and the soldier broke a branch from each, And every time there was a loud noise, which made the youngest sister tremble with fear. But the eldest still said, it was only the princes who were crying for joy. So they went on till they came to a great lake. And at the side of the lake there lay twelve little boats with twelve handsome princes in them, who seemed to be waiting there for their princesses. One of the princesses went into each boat, and the soldier stepped into the same boat with the youngest. As they were rowing over the lake, the prince who was in the boat with the youngest princess and the soldier said, I do not know why it is, but though I am rowing with all my might, we do not get on so fast as usual. And I am quite tired. The boat seems very heavy today. It is only the heat of the weather, said the princess. I feel it very warm, too. On the other side of the lake stood a fine illuminated castle, from which came the merry music of horns and trumpets. There they all landed and went into the castle, and each prince danced with his princess, and the soldier, who was all the time invisible, danced with them too. And when any of the princesses had a cup of wine set by her, he drank it all up, so that when she put the cup to her mouth, it was empty. At this too, the youngest sister was terribly frightened, but the eldest always silenced her. They danced on till three o'clock in the morning, and then all their shoes were worn out so that they were obliged to leave off. The princes rowed them back again over the lake, but this time the soldier placed himself in the boat with the eldest princess, and on the opposite shore they took leave of each other, the princesses promising to come again the next night. When they came to the stairs, the soldier ran on before the princesses and laid himself down, and as the twelve sisters slowly came up very much tired, they heard him snoring in his bed. So they said, Now all is quite safe. Then they undressed themselves, put away their fine clothes, pulled off their shoes, and went to bed. In the morning, the soldier said nothing about what had happened but determined to see more of this strange adventure, and went again the second and third night. And everything happened just as before. The princesses danced, each time till their shoes were worn to pieces, and then returned home. However, on the third night, the soldier carried away one of the golden cups as a token of where he had been. as soon as the time came when he was to declare the secret he was taken before the king with the three branches and the golden cup and the twelve princesses stood listening behind the door to hear what he would say and when the king asked him where do my twelve daughters dance at night he answered with twelve princes in a castle underground And then he told the king all that had happened, and showed him the three branches and the golden cup which he had brought with him. Then the king called for the princesses, and asked them whether what the soldier said was true, and when they saw that they were discovered, and that it was of no use to deny what had happened, they confessed it all. And the king asked the soldier which of them he would choose for his wife and he answered i am not very young so i will have the eldest and they were married that very day and the soldier was chosen to be the king's heir the frog prince one fine evening a young princess put on her bonnet and clogs, and went out to take a walk by herself in a wood, and when she came to a cool spring of water that rose in the midst of it, she sat herself down to rest awhile. Now she had a golden ball in her hand, which was her favourite plaything, as she was always tossing it up into the air and catching it again as it fell. After a time she threw it up so high that she missed catching it as it fell, and the ball bounded away and rolled along upon the ground till at last it fell down into the spring. The princess looked into the spring after the ball, but it was very deep, so deep that she could not see the bottom of it. Then she began to bewail her loss, and said, Alas, if I could only get my ball again, I would give all my fine clothes and jewels and everything that I have in the world. While she was speaking, a frog put its head out of the water and said, Princess, Why do you do weep so bitterly? Alas, she said, What can you do for me, you nasty frog? My golden ball has fallen into the spring. The frog said, I want not your pearls and jewels and fine clothes, but if you will love me and let me live with you and eat from off of your golden plate and sleep upon your bed, I will bring you your bowl again. What nonsense, thought the princess. This silly frog is talking. He can never even get out of the spring to visit me, though he may be able to get my ball for me, and therefore I will tell him he shall have what he asks. So she said to the frog, Well, If you bring me my ball, I will do all you ask. Then the frog put his head down and dived deep under the water. And after a little while he came up again with the ball in his mouth and threw it on the edge of the spring. As the young princess saw her ball, she ran to pick it up and as she was so overjoyed to have it in her hand again that she never thought of the frog but ran home with it as fast as she could the frog called after her stay princess and take me with you as you said but she did not stop to hear a word the next day Just as the princess had sat down to dinner, she heard a strange noise, tap, tap, tap-plash, tap-plash, as if something was coming up the marble staircase. And soon afterwards, there was a gentle knock at the door, and a little voice cried out and said, Open the door, my princess dear, open the door, thy true love here and mind the words that thou and I said by the fountain cool in the green wood shade. Then the princess ran to the door and opened it, and there she saw the frog, whom she had quite forgotten. At this sight she was sadly frightened, and shutting the door as fast as she could, came back to her seat. The king Her father, seeing that something had frightened her, asked her what was the matter. There is a nasty frog, she said, at the door that lifted my ball for me out of the spring this morning. I told him that he should live with me here, thinking that he could never get out of the spring. But there he is at the door, and he wants to come in while she was speaking the frog knocked again at the door and said open the door my princess dear open the door to thy true love here and mind the words that thou and I said by the fountain cool in the green wood shed then the king said to the young princess as you have given your word You must keep it, to go and let him in. She did so, and the frog hopped into the room, and then straight on, tap, tap, plush, plush, from the bottom of the room to the top, till he came up close to the table where the princess sat. Pray lift me upon the chair, he said to the princess, and let me sit next to you. As soon as she had done this, the frog said, Put your plate nearer to me, that I may eat out of it. This she did, and when he had eaten as much as he could, he said, Now I am done carry me upstairs and put me into your bed and the princess though very unwilling took him up in her hand and put him upon the pillow of her own bed where he slept all night long as soon as it was light he jumped up hopped downstairs and went out of the house Now then, thought the princess, at last he is gone, and I shall be troubled with him no more. But she was mistaken, for when night came again, she heard the same tapping at the door, and the frog came once more and said, Open the door, my princess dear. Open the door to thy true love here, And mind the words that thou and I said By the fountain cool in the greenwood shed. And when the princess opened the door, The frog came in, And slept upon her pillow as before, Till the morning broke, And the third night he did the same, But when the princess awoke on the following morning, she was astonished to see, instead of the frog, a handsome prince gazing on her with the most beautiful eyes she had ever seen and standing at the head of her bed. He told her that he had been enchanted by a spiteful fairy who had changed him into a frog, and that he had been fated so to abide till some princess should take him out of the spring and let him eat from her plate and sleep upon her bed for three nights. You, said the prince, have broken this cruel charm and now I have nothing to wish for but that you should go with me into my father's kingdom where I will marry you and love you as long as you live. The young princess, you may be sure, was not long in saying yes to all this. And as they spoke, a gay coach drove up with eight beautiful horses, decked with plumes of feathers and a golden harness and behind the coach rode the prince's servant, faithful Heinrich, who had bewailed the misfortunes of his dear master during his enchantment so long and so bitterly that his heart had well nigh burst. Then they took leave of the king and got into the coach with eight horses, and all set out full of joy and merriment for the prince's kingdom which they reached safely, and there they lived a happily and great many years."